Hello. Hey everybody, Chip and Eric, read through the Bible. It's what we're doing. It's who we are and what we're doing. Yeah, and it's day 176. We're going to read Isaiah chapter 30, starting with verse 6. We're going to go all the way to Isaiah 33, verse 13. Yeah. It is very warm in this room. It's warm in this room, and we're reading from the New Living Translation. (laughs) Those are two very important things for you to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's read about some animals in the Negev. This message came to me concerning the animals in the Negev. The caravan moved slowly across the terrible desert to Egypt, donkeys weighed down with riches and camels loaded with treasure, all to pay for Egypt's protection. They travel through the wilderness, a place of lionesses and lions, a place where vipers and poisonous snakes live. All this and Egypt will give you nothing in return. Egypt's promises are worthless. Therefore, I call her Rahab, the harmless dragon. Now go and write down these words, write them in a book. They will stand until the end of time as a witness to these people that these people are stubborn rebels who refuse to pay attention to the Lord's instructions. They tell the seers, stop seeing visions. They tell the prophets, don't tell us what is right. Tell us nice things. Tell us lies. Forget all this gloom. Get off your narrow path. Stop telling us about your Holy One of Israel. But this is the reply of the Holy One of Israel. Mm -hmm. Love that. Because you despise what I tell you and trust instead in opposition and lies, calamity will come upon you suddenly, like a bulging wall that bursts that bursts and falls in an instant it will collapse and come crashing down you'll be smashed like a piece of pottery shattered so completely that there won't be a piece big enough to carry coals from a fireplace or a little water from the well this is what the sovereign lord the holy one of israel says only in returning to me and resting in me you will be saved in quietness and confidence is your strength but you would have none of it you said no we will get our help from egypt they will give us swift horses for riding into battle But the only swiftness you're going to see is the swiftness of your enemies chasing you. One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. You will be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. O people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. He will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. The Lord gave you adversity for food and suffering for drink. He will still be with you to teach you. You will see your teacher with your own eyes. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you, a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. Then you will destroy all your silver idols, all your precious gold images. You will throw them out like filthy rags saying to them, good riddance. Then the Lord will bless you with rain at planting time. There will be wonderful harvests and plenty of pastureland for your livestock. The oxen and donkeys that till the ground will eat good grain, its chaff blown away by the wind. In that day, when your enemies are slaughtered and the towers fall, there will be streams of water flowing down every mountain and hill. The moon will be as bright as the sun, and the sun will be seven times brighter, like the light of seven days in one. So it will be when the Lord begins to heal his people and cure the wounds he gave them. Look, the Lord is coming from far away, burning with anger, surrounded by thick rising smoke. His lips are filled with fury. His words consume like fire. His hot breath pours out like a flood up to the neck of his enemies. He will sift out the proud nations for destruction. He will 
bridle them and lead them away to ruin. But the people of God will sing a song of joy, like the songs of the holy festivals. You will be filled with joy, as when a flutist leads a group of pilgrims to Jerusalem, the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. And the Lord will make his majestic voice heard. He will display the strength of his mighty arm. It will descend with devouring flames, with cloud bursts, thunderstorms, and huge hailstones. At the Lord's command, the Assyrians will be shattered. He will strike them down with his royal scepter. And as the Lord strikes them with his rod of punishment, his people will celebrate with tambourines and harps. Lifting his mighty arm, he will fight the Assyrians. Topheth, the place of burning, has long been ready for the Assyrian king. The pyre is piled high with is piled high with wood. The breath of the Lord, like fire from a volcano, will set it ablaze. What sorrow awaits those who look to Egypt for help, trusting their horses, chariots, and charioteers, and depending on the strength of human armies instead of looking to the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. In his wisdom, the Lord will send great disaster. He will not change his mind. He will rise against the wicked and against their helpers. For these Egyptians are mere humans, not God. Their horses are puny flesh, not mighty spirits. When the Lord raises his fist against them, those who help will stumble. And those who helped being, those being helped will fall. They will fall, fall down, and die together. But this is what the Lord has told me. When a strong young lion stands growling over a sheep it has killed, it is not frightened by the shouts and noise of a, whole, of a whole crowd of shepherds. In the same way, the Lord of heaven's armies will come down and fight on Mount Zion. The Lord of heaven's armies will hover over Jerusalem and protect it like a bird protecting its nest. He will defend and save the city. He will pass over it and rescue it. Though you are such wicked rebels, my people, come and return to the Lord. I know the glorious day will come when each of you will throw away the gold idols and silver images your sinful hands have made. The Assyrians will be destroyed, but not by the swords of men. The sword of God will strike them, and they will panic and flee. The strong young Assyrians will be taken away as captives. Even the strongest will quake with terror. The princes will flee when they see your battle flags, says the Lord, whose fire burns in Zion, whose flame blazes from Jerusalem. Look, a righteous king is coming, and honest princes will rule under him. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert in the shadow of a great rock in a parched land. Then everyone who has eyes will be able to see the truth, and everyone who has ears will be able to hear it. Even the hotheads will be full of sense and understanding. Those who stammer will speak out plainly. In that day, ungodly fools will not be heroes. Scoundrels will not be respected. For fools speak foolishness and make evil plans. They practice ungodliness and spread false teachings about the Lord. They deprive the hungry of food and give no water to the thirsty. The smooth tricks of scoundrels are evil. They plot crooked schemes. They lie to convict the poor, even when the cause of the poor is just. But generous people plan to do what is generous, and they stand firm in their generosity. Listen, you women who lie around in ease. Listen to me, you who are so smug. In a short time, just a little more than a year, you careless ones will suddenly begin to care. For your fruit crops will fail, and the harvest will never take place. Tremble, you women of ease. Throw off your complacency, strip off your pretty clothes, and put on the burlap to show your grief. Beat your breast in sorrow for your bountiful farms and your fruitful grapevines. For your land will be overgrown with thorns and briars. Your joyful homes and happy towns will be gone. The palace and the city will be deserted and busy towns will be empty. While donkeys will frolic and flocks will graze in the empty forts and watchtowers until at last the Spirit is poured out on us from heaven. 
Then the wilderness will become a fertile field, and the fertile field will yield bountiful crops. Justice will rule in the wilderness, and righteousness in the fertile field, and this righteousness will bring peace. Yes, it will bring quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in safety, quietly at home. They will be at rest, even if the forest should be destroyed and the city torn down. The Lord will greatly bless his people. Wherever they plant seed, bountiful crops will spring up. Their cattle and donkeys will graze freely. What sorrow awaits you, Assyrians, who have destroyed others but have never been destroyed yourselves? You betray others, but you've never been betrayed. When you are done destroying, you will be destroyed. When you're done betraying, you will be betrayed. But Lord, be merciful to us, for we have waited for you. Be our strong arm each day and our salvation in times of trouble. The enemy runs at the sound of your voice. When you stand up, the nations flee. Just as caterpillars and locusts strip the fields and vines, so the fallen army of Assyria will be stripped. Though the Lord is very great and lives in heaven, he will make Jerusalem his home of justice and righteousness. In that day, he will be your sure foundation, providing a rich store of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord will be your treasure. But now you brave warriors weep in public. Your ambassadors of peace cry in bitter disappointment. Your roads are deserted. No one travels them anymore. The Assyrians have broken their peace treaty and care nothing for the promises they made before witnesses. They have no respect for anyone. The land of Israel wilts in mourning. Lebanon withers with shame. The plain of Sharon is now a wilderness. Bashan and Carmel have been plundered. But the Lord says, now I will stand up. Now I will show my power and might. You Assyrians produce nothing but dry grass and stubble. Your own breath will turn to fire and consume you. Your people will be burned up completely like thorn bushes cut down and tossed in a fire. Listen to what I have done, you nations far away. And you that are near acknowledge my might. And that, and that is, is our, our reading, reading today. today. Okay. We read that with two questions in mind. What does this tell us about God and what does this tell us about us? Mm-hmm. So, Chip, what does this tell us about God? Um, I know this is obvious. I don't think I've, I've ever said it yet. But um, without God, we are lonely. Mm. God made us. We are his. People, for, you know, his possession. And he wants to have a relationship with us. And so without God, we are lonely. And he says, you will be left like a lonely flagpole on a hill, mm. you know, um, or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. And, you know, sometimes, you know, people kind of like to be alone. But really, at the core of who we are, we were not meant to be alone. We were meant to be in a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And, and so um, I would say without God, we are the loneliest we could ever be, mm-hmm. you know, because there's that longing within us to be with him and he longs for us as well. And so hmm. eh, just kind of hit me. I never said anything about that before. Yeah. We're lonely, but we're also like completely defeated, right? One of them will chase a thousand of you. Five of them will make all of you flee. Mm-hmm. You'll be left by like a lonely flagpole on a hill or a tattered banner on a distant mountaintop. Like you're just completely defeated. Yeah. You know, not just lonely. I mean, and lonely is bad enough, but yeah. like you can, it's, it, there's no deflated. There's no like lone wolf out there that, you know, hey, I can do it without God, you know, and I can be completely fulfilled and we fool ourselves into that, Foolish. but it doesn't exist, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah, lonely, but defeated too, but there's a solution mm-hmm. and the solution comes right after that part of the text. So the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. You know, that idea of, you know, and and we would say, well, is God really waiting for us to come to him? And, you know, in a sense, he's not, right? There's the incarnation of Jesus, 
that he came to us, Mm -hmm. but he came to us only for a short period of time, you know, and now, and even in that time, people had to go to him. Yeah. You know, and today, obviously people have to go to him. Right. So he came to us to make it an option for us to go to him. Yeah. Right. And so without God, we're lonely, we're defeated, Mm -hmm. we're hopeless, Mm -hmm. helpless, but he is waiting. The Lord must wait for you to come to him so Mm -hmm. he can show you his love and compassion. Think about who Isaiah is writing to here. He's writing to these people that have been sinning and perverting God's uh, idea of justice and morality and just over the top, just horrible evil that is, you know, they're breaking the covenant and they're abusing the law. They're doing all these horrible things. And he's writing to them, the Lord's waiting for you to come to him. Now, if my kids do something terrible and then they, I'm sitting there waiting for them to come to me, it's typically not so I can show them love and compassion, <laughs> right? It's so that I can say, okay, well, you're grounded, you know, yeah. or you're in trouble. Um, what God is waiting for, for all of us who, you know, commit horrible deeds or break his law or whatever, what he's waiting for is us to come to him so he can show us love and compassion, yeah. right? And if we don't come to him mm-hmm. and then he has to come to us, which will happen on judgment day, he will come to us, mm-hmm. then the love and compassion thing hey, we had our chance, you know, now it's time for justice and judgment, Mm. you know? Mm. And so that's more like when I, when I know my kids have been bad, you know, and they don't want to come and tell me so they think they can get away with it and just kind of go on, you know, Mm. I, you know, my, my daughter, I won't give too many details because hopefully in 10 years she'll be listening to this. She, she dropped a whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet the other day. Okay. And you know how important toilet paper is to Hannah. So, like, that's yeah, a... It's, yeah, it's definitely valuable to your family. <laughs> so she drops a whole roll in, and mm-hmm. she just comes, and she's like, Dad, I dropped a whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet. Oh. And I really wasn't mad. No. Because she came to me. Sure, you guys got plenty of it. There's <laughs> so much. Flashback, you know, two years mm-hmm. to when we first moved in this house. I think my son dropped a whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet, oh. and he tried to cover it up. Oh. By flushing the toilet over and over and over and over and over again. okay. Right? So he tried to, like, get away with it and not come to dad. Right. You know? And the the responses were very different. Very different. (laughs) Very different. So, and I just think that that's the, we go to God, right? Yeah, go to God. And, and you know, it's a silly whatever. But if we're lonely, if we're defeated, God's waiting for us. You know? If we're out there on our own. God's waiting for us to show us love and compassion and there's no reason to be afraid to go to him. That's the whole point of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, you can cultivate and what's cool about God is you can cultivate that relationship any time of the day. Mm-hmm. It is, I love it. It's it's great. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is It is good. So, so take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And many of you are by doing this, so good job. I know, that's Thank awesome. Thank you for joining us today. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. You're welcome. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, Chip has to go just after two. Not crazy after two, but just at some point after two. Not crazy so, after, just some yeah, time. Just some time. So we're going to get going. I think we're on track. We're yeah, we're going. doing okay. Eric's going to go. I'm going to go. You're going to go. We're all going to go. Yeah. Okay. And don't forget to flush. As many times as you need to to get that whole roll down. Yeah.